Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 561. And today, well, we're going to be talking about a non-sexy topic, but a very important topic, and that is how to protect your brand with trademarks and this new transparency program that Amazon has been slowly rolling out behind the scenes a little bit. You might have heard about it. You might not have. And I really was able to dig into this with someone that has heard a lot about it and really how it all works. This could be game changer stuff if it works. And I've got a good idea that it might actually work, but it is going to have a couple of tweaks, I think, along the way. So we're going to talk all about that stuff with our special guest today, and his name is Steve Wagler. Now, I met Steve at Seller Summit, another another great guy, but also another example of how when you go to events, you generally will meet people, and then from there, it could turn into something where you learn something, or you have a connection now that can help you or lead you to something else. Well, he's a trademark attorney, so obviously, I had a great conversation about trademarks, about brand registry, about all of that stuff, and I said, you know what, rather us talk about it here, let's get you on the podcast, and let's have that conversation, we can record it, and that's exactly what we did. I also want to remind you, and you might have heard, if you didn't, then you have to go back and listen to the big announcement, but that is we are doing a live event ourselves, and the reason why I'm doing this is because I want to talk about how to build a real brand and all of the different things that go into that and really dive into those things that aren't really talked about at e-commerce events or Amazon-focused events. Now, we will be talking about that, but we are going to be talking really heavily about how to build a brand and all of the different all of the different aspects that go into that. If you miss that, then you're definitely going to want to go check out brandacceleratorlive.com or you can just go to this episode and it will be there or you can go to theamazingseller.com forward slash live. Make it really easy. A lot of you will probably use that link. But this is, again, a great example. I met Steve at a, at a, a live event, uh, you know, Steve Chu's event, and uh That's what I want to do. I want to bring a whole bunch of really awesome, smart people together and allow us to learn from each other and really get those relationships started. So another great reason why you would want to attend this event that I'm putting together, which is going to be amazing, by the way. So if you haven't jumped on that early bird list or if you're listening to this and tickets are available, we are going to be giving discounted ticket sales uh, throughout until we are actually fully sold out. So definitely make sure you get on that early list and uh, that can be uh, done at theamazingseller.com forward slash live or brandaccelerator.live.com. It might be easier just to go to theamazingseller.com forward slash live. Just saying. Um, If it was me, I probably would do that. So let's get to it. First off, let me just say, why would you or should you protect your brand? Well, it makes it harder to copy. The other reason is, is you get more protection especially on just Amazon if you're selling on a channel and they require you to have a trademark and this is going to be very, very valuable. And then also the brand receives a higher value from investors and I learned this firsthand from my good friend Joe Valley uh, over at Quiet Light Brokerage and uh, you know it's, it's really important when we're building a brand, we want to have these assets in place and doing what we're going to share with you here today will be an asset that's added to your business, all right? So, Let's go ahead and listen to this conversation that I had with uh, my new friend, uh, Steve Wagler. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, hey, Steve, what's up, man? How you doing? 
Everything's good. How about you? I'm doing really, really well, and I'm excited to uh, to start talking about this trademark topic that seems so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's like one of those things with, where it's not sexy until it's really important and sexy. Uh, yes, um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I just want to say thanks for coming on, first and foremost. I met you at Seller's Summit, Steve Chu's event. And uh, you and I got talking a little bit, and uh, I said, you know what, we got to get you on and, uh, and and really dig into this. So really excited to have you. So um, before we jump into everything, can you just let everyone know a little bit about you and kind of like what got you to where you are today to where you're, you know, talking more to the Amazon sellers? Sure. Um, I, I'm an entrepreneur um, and an attorney. I have my own brand that I'm developing for Amazon, and I also have... Um, had uh, an extensive experience as an entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, I realized I didn't know the first thing about trademark when I started, which was approximately 2006. Um, and I, when I was going through the process of protecting my brand or developing my brand, which was in the um, business to business space and business to government, uh, a trademark attorney sat me down and said, Steve, if you're spending so much money taking something from zero, meaning zero revenue to hopefully the millions of dollars, you need to also protect that brand. Mm. And I've I learned a ton about, um, in, in my experience as an entrepreneur about, about trademark, mm. um, which is the number one vehicle, the only vehicle to protect brand, which oh. is an intangible asset. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's a, and it's a big one nowadays too, because, uh, if you are just selling on, on Amazon, um, the trademark, having a trademark is, uh, is really important because that's what also they're looking for, for brand registry 2.0, or some people say, well, it's not 2.0, it's just brand registry now. Um, but it's basically what we're calling 2.0 cause it's a new version, um, from what their requirements were in the past. And I want to really dig into that, but I also want to dig into something that you had, you had uh, written to me through an email talking about their their program called transparency and how we can how can we best secure our listings our brand on Amazon's platform so this way here we can try to fight off some of these pirates that are jumping on and and really taking over our listing and taking our sales away our, our livelihood really um, so I really want to talk in uh, you know about that stuff so where do you want to start with that conversation where's the best place to start to sure think? well let's start with I get a lot of calls uh, I, I through the through my time period I've started specializing in Amazon sellers um, Amazon sellers are all entrepreneurs and they're all trying to build a uh, most of them are trying to build a brand on Amazon. And so I find myself a perfect resource for, for your particular audience. Um, a lot of times on Amazon, uh, uh, entrepreneurs are trying to build a brand. Mm. And all of a sudden, they see on Amazon, which sells over 562 million products. Mm. Um, and so it's very hard for Amazon to police all the products on it. Mm. And so all of a sudden, an Amazon seller who starts a brand from nothing um, and is building a brand sees an imitator or a knockoff or a pirate mm. up on, on selling a similar or the same good or service. So let's look at two scenarios. Let's look at the first one is you don't have um, Amazon um, brand registry 2.0 or you don't have it and or you don't have a trademark, a federally registered trademark. What happens? You contact Amazon. 
because that's what naturally you do there. The, they're, it's on their website. Sure. And the response will be, we have no idea who owns this brand. Why don't you work it out with the other party? Right. Your brand is going to be the chances of you working it out with a, a pirate usually um, a rogue pirate the chances are close to nil and you have a brand issue. So what Amazon did is created a brand registry 2.0. If you participate in brand registry 2.0 and there's other advantages, but one huge advantage is they're saying, if you go through the program and something like that happens, we will take down, we will take action, including takedown, the intim- the um, pirators, um, goods or services within four hours. Hmm. So that is a huge difference yeah. and a huge reason that so it should be a wake-up call to all Amazon sellers. Now, I am sometimes uh, uh, um, an Amazon seller has a brand that's very difficult to be protected, but I always offer services that please, at least um, until I'm booked out, which um, I will let the person know, but I, I will always offer free 10-minute consultations to see if your brand, do, doing something called the knockout search, to see if your brand is eligible for the brand registry. Mm. So what is, what is actually like the criteria for, for that? Like, you know, for someone to look at their own brand, like what is the thing that we, where they can look and see if they're even potentially qualified? Sure. So the most important thing for Amazon is to make sure that the brand is, is um, registered by the USPTO. And so it's the United States Patent and Trademark Office. The United States Patent and Trademark Office is one of um, every country has a, a similar office. And what they want to do is make sure that no one else has used the brand first. The United States is a first in use country. And so what has to happen is the attorney, a good trademark attorney, would do a thorough search to make sure no one else has used the brand or has claimed to use the brand for the goods and services that the person is offering. And that could, um, in, in our firm, we use a very uh, proprietary, thorough software that's, um, we buy for a gazillion dollars from Thomson Reuters mm. um, that searches the mark every particular way because there's four to five, 45 categories of goods and services and um, more than uh, close to a billion trademarks. Out there. So, wow. so it, it really requires a thorough search because if, if the mark gets into trouble at the USPTO, not only are you gonna have no relief with Amazon, but your brand is gonna be in potential problems. So mm. the search really means everything in, in our practice. But, so that's really the first step is to contact an attorney to, to um, make sure that a thorough search is done and that we can get it through the USPTO, the application, so we can get on the brand registry. Right, so if I'm hearing you correctly, which I, I am, I believe, is that in order to get the brand registry, you need the trademark, which I kind of already knew that. Um, so really there's nothing we're going to do to protect our brand in a sense, as far as like Amazon getting involved, being able to get into this program, this knockout program, like until we are trademarked and that trademark, I mean, I know firsthand, you know, that's an eight to a 12 month process. Um, if everything goes well, (laughs) you know, it's a, it's a long process. So you got to figure, just figure a year, right. That it's going to take, it might be a little earlier, but it might be, it might be a year before you can actually apply. So would you say, 
or I guess when when should someone apply for the trademark um, if they're just kind of starting? Right, they're just getting their business started. They're not sure if this is going to even be their full brand. Would they be able to do more of a generic brand and then have a brand underneath that brand? Like, how would you do that? Sure. Let's use my example right now. I'm developing a hair care line, and stay tuned on what that's going to all be about. Okay. But, but right now, I the first thing I did is worked with my branding assistant. Katie, and we worked on, um, let's come up with some names that would be viable for the product. Then we, because we are trademark professionals, we searched those names to see how they would flow through the trademark office if we decide to file a trademark. And so that's called what's called a knockout search. We didn't do, you know, spend hours and hours on it, but we did something called a knockout search, which is usually, um, provided at no cost by a um, experienced trademark attorney. Then we started developing the brand. And I realized that a lot of people that are listening to this podcast have already developed their brand. But the first thing to do is do a knockout search to see if there's any issues um, mm. at, at any point. Then you kind of, you would, a, a, a good experience is to do a strategic discussion, like Scott, you were just talking about, on how you're going to build this brand. Is the brand a house mark? Meaning, is it so? For example, Revlon, um, which is a cosmetic company, that's not the name of every one of their products. It's like Revlon um, Buff Lash or mm-hmm. Revlon, you know. And so they create sub brands under the brand. I think what Amazon is most concerned about is um, what they need to see is if, for example, Re- Revlon was that the house brand that Revlon was trademarked in a non-stylized format, meaning, so not the logo, um, so without a logo, without any artwork, without designed words, but the capital letters, R-E-V-L-O-N. So that's what needs to be um, pushed through. Um, So the process is first strategically decide, you know, how your brand is going to flow. A lot of times, um, Amazon sellers are coming up with you know, a house brand and then various products under the brand. Amazon pretty much cares about the house brand. So the Revlon. Um, Then we do, as we discussed, we have proprietary software and we do a thorough, really thorough search because we want to make sure that that, the whole idea is there's two concepts in trademark. Number one, maximum amount of protection for your brand, minimum amount of price. And we offer flat fee packages um, where we go through this process to make sure that you pay as little as possible and you get the maximum amount of protection. Hmm. So the, um, and the second concept is um, make sure that we want to make sure that it's done very quickly. Like, so, so you say a nine to 12 month process. If we do this right, we can get it down to a six month process. Mm, okay. Um, and so that's the kind of two values you have by going through this kind of comprehensive mantra, which is, do a very thorough, comprehensive search. Plus, a lot of times, a lot of my customers, especially Amazon sellers, want to sell on Amazon Canada. Well, that's a whole separate trademark process, and you can get that done through the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Um, it, but it has to be a strategy. You can't mm-hmm. just, oh, yeah, I forgot. I want to you know, trademark right. in Mexico. Um, uh, there's processes and procedures and protocol. So always have strategy first. And that really helps keep down the cost 
and improve the efficiency of the fund. Hmm. Okay. Um, so now I guess the other question um, that I know people are probably um, asking um, themselves is, okay, once I get this trademark and I have my vision and I have my strategy and it's all in place and everything's locked in now and I get everything approved, it passes with flying colors and I get this certificate. Now I go and I register for brand registry. How, how do I get the most out of that to protect my brand from piraters or from even just people being able to sell on that listing? Cause you know, there's some people and even including myself, I've, I've had a couple of brands that I've worked with that were able to basically make it so not even that we made it that way. It just happened to, to, to be this way is if someone tried to jump on the listing, they would basically have to request permission to sell on that listing. So it's kind of like if Nike, if you had to be approved to sell Nike, um, you would have to be, you know, basically approved. Um, and in some cases this has happened with even just a smaller brands. Um, what can we do or, and is it even possible to lock down or is there discussion that we can lock down our listing and more or less gate it in a sense to where we would have to approve the person that wanted to sell our product? Sure. Well, I think that's there's a couple advantages of of brand registry 2.0, which is including that you can really flesh out your product description. Sure. And so, I think the art of writing a good product description and talking about the authorization and licensing um, requirements of this brand and really fleshing out the brand on your um, brand registry is is number one possible and number two really um, something that Amazon sellers should be thinking about. So I think uh, Amazon's going to take action based on what's written there. Mm -hmm. So if you just get on the brand, so let's say you're selling shoelaces and you um, get on the brand registry and you call them lace base. Well, and all you have is lace base laces and there's a white pair of shoelaces and no description. Mm -hmm. Well, the chances of having a successful argument on Amazon to get a takedown of, of a competitor's brand is not that good mm -hmm. as compared to if you wrote lace base is um, made of, of uh, I don't know, ground up hemp um, with a gloss. It will never break. Mm -hmm. um, this is a proprietary formula. It's, it's patent pending. Um, we, any inquiries on licensing, um, please contact XYZ. Mm -hmm. Well, that's going to be like, Amazon's going to see that and be like, Oh my God, anyone that's trying to infringe on that, they're going to take it down. Mm. So the, the point about Amazon is sometimes you wonder, but it is human beings um, looking at what kind of case you're building. And if you build a strong enough case, they're going to take more immediate action than if you don't. So brand registry by allowing you to write out a description much more fully than if you're not on the brand registry is going to give you the leeway to, uh, to create the uniqueness of your brand which allows for them to police it better. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, and, and we and, help with that. Okay. I mean, that, that makes sense, right? It's like the more that you can make your product unique, even by the way that you describe it. Um, you, you know, you mentioned patent. I'm curious your thoughts on this. Um, do you think it's a good, I, I've heard some sellers doing this um, just so they get a 12 month to an 18 month, I can put on their patent pending. Because we all know that you can you can apply for the patent, but we don't 100% know that it's going to get approved. And a lot of times it doesn't get approved for whatever reason. You have to keep going through reiterations. Um, but 
do you think it's worth it to basically just file and that way you have the 12 to 18 month window to basically have on their patent pending? Just curious your thoughts. Well, I mean, I, you know, here's my, here's my opinion is everything requires a strategy. And so if the strategy is to, if you think you can get financing because, you know, uh, an investor or someone or a, a bank thinks that there's a, there's value in the patent. Yes. I think everyone knows what a provisional, everyone in the industry knows what a provisional patent means. And that means no one's ever reviewed it. Um, it's not really going through the process. I, my philosophy for a lot, my assumption is that a lot of Amazon sellers are entrepreneurs and, um, you know, don't have a excessive amount of money sitting around to, um, file a patent, which is, you know, a successful patent prosecution is anywhere I, I, between say five to $10,000 mm-hmm. and up, um, if it doesn't go well. And so then the question is, say you get the patent. Well, I just told you how to protect your trademark and how Amazon will take down an infringer. Protecting a patent, you usually have to go to federal court and explain why your invention, which you published, is um, is what they're doing is a knockoff. Mm. That is in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And so you have to look at what's your end game. Mm. Do you really have something that's an invention? And do you really have something that um, somebody couldn't poke holes through? Because if you don't, then you should use the strategy that 99% of the the rest of the public uses or the rest of entrepreneurs use, which is build up your brand. Yeah. Nike is not that a great, I mean, I don't want to disparage Nike, but there's nothing, um, and some of it is patented, but, you know, they're shoes. Yeah. But the Nike brand is worth everything. Yeah. The Google brand, the Apple brand, I mean, all these brands, um, Exxon for gas, you know, it's not like the gas is any better than you get at Costco. Right. I don't think. Right, right. Um, but the point is, it's brand. Yeah, yeah. And so if I had a dollar, I'd put it in a brand strategy as opposed to a, a patent strategy. Unless I were an inventor and had like some new chemical that's going to treat cancer. That's okay. different. Okay. But for the rest of us, no. I don't, okay. I'm not a big believer. There's also other alternatives. So when we look at a strategy, we don't just look at um, trademark. We also look at copyright and trade secret. Okay. And so we can cover those a little bit too. Okay. So, all right. So I'm, I'm trying to give people the, you know, the way that they can best protect their, their brand, but also their listings from getting hijackers, but also where they're not even have having to deal with it because their listing could potentially become locked or gated in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, you had said something about this program called transparency. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? I, I know you said also that you hung out at the international trademark association conference and you hung out at their booth. Um, and you were kind of talking with Amazon, um, you know, or about Amazon sellers and trademark and that type of stuff. What, what can you tell us about that that you kind of learned? Sure. Well, it was really interesting because about two years ago, their big push at the trademark um, conference, the International Trademark Conference, was this brand registry. Mm-hmm. And so we learned as much as we could and and um, worked with our clients on, and, on implementing it. This year, is, and they took up about two booths, was this new program called Transparency. Transparency is, um, it's interesting and, and they're pushing it very hard is where they sell 
Amazon sellers stickers with an embedded code that's no different than a UPC. Um, and it has all the information in a you know barcode. Um, it's more of a square code mm-hmm. of, of your product. And so when they're scanning it in, um, they, so you send your inventory to Amazon, they scan it in and each product, so say you have 500 um, uh, boxes of vitamin A and mm-hmm. 500 boxes of vitamin B. Mm-hmm. Um, they would put, you would buy a label anywhere from one to five cents. They're not sure of the actual price yet, but it's between one to five cents. You would buy a label for each one. Each, so you buy 500 labels numbered one through 500 for vitamin A, and the same holds true for vitamin B. Um, so you would buy a thousand total labels for whatever you know a penny is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, they would scan the labels in, and then when they sell them, it would be an inventory system where the labels go out. Well, because you're between that and the brand registry, there's no real way for a pirate uh, for for piracy to occur because um, you have the only they know every box of where your brand is. Yeah. So okay. So if I'm if I'm hearing this correctly, so they're going to do the labeling for us. You're not just going to print some special code on there because anybody could print that code. It's kind of like this is a special sticker that was put on by Amazon that we paid for because we are the brand. It's going to be a little bit of an expense, but it's well worth it if it's even if it's five cents, um, and that can help protect us and and really it's when it's scanned, it's known that it's scanned through that code, which was applied by Amazon, which is by our brand. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. I think the idea is you buy the stickers from them and yep. when you're packaging, you, you put them on. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So it, it would not be no different than a postage stamp. Okay. I, I guess the, what I'm trying to look at here though is, and I'm sure that they would have a service to do it for you because I know myself, I don't want to do 1,500, 2,000 units or have someone do it here. That's going to add more expense and more time. And if I want to ship it directly in, how do we do that? I mean, right now you can have them label for you for 20 cents. So I don't think that would be any yeah, different. Yeah, I, I, I think you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that that would be any different. I, I know there's a lot of people that aren't going to want to do that. But I guess the thing is, is it's going to be a, a more of a, a physical labeling of theirs than of their code that you're buying that's basically saying like you are the brand um, and that you're the only one that's going to be able to purchase those stickers in a sense. If a pirater came on, they would have had to have that same sticker or they would have had to find a way to buy them, which they're not going to be able to. And it's just too much of a hassle for them to do it anyway. They're going to go on to the next one. So that's kind of what I'm hearing. I, I like yeah. that. How, how close are they to to uh, to rolling that out across all, brand, all brands or is it already rolling out? Well, Scott, um, they're they're rolling it out for free right now. Um, I have the email, and I'll forward it to you and and um, the podcast listeners. Sure. Um, but if you fill out the form on Amazon that you want more information, um, you get an email. You don't get any more information, but you get an email. <laughs> okay. That um, that hey, do you want to try this for free for six months? Um, mm. The so when you probe a little bit into Amazon, this is probably their wave of the future. Mm. They again, they sell over half a, a billion products, and they don't know how to police um, 
effectively all these products. Mm. And this is their this is really their solution. Mm. So I think if you want to be a first mover and you're um, want to grow with Amazon, this is going to be for every product in the next few years. Okay, but let me ask you this: um, What do I need to give them in order to even be able to get these special labels? Do I have to be brand registered? I don't. I this is a completely separate program. Okay, okay. And so I, I'm I just wondering what what would be what would be the difference then for someone else to just basically buy the stickers. You know what I mean? Uh, what is kind of like, what is the, I guess the process, um, because they can't have, well, I guess that they would have to be able to sell under your brand in order to get them. I'm trying to think out right. loud. And I, when I thought this out, because there's no, like Amazon doesn't have a page like, sure. All right. You need brand registry mm. and you need this. It's, it's more like this is product A and this is product B. Gotcha. Um, so the only, yes, they, the imposter or the pirater mm -hmm. could go and buy transparency labels and there would be nothing stopping them from doing so. So I think you probably would want to participate in the brand registry. Of course. And the question is like, hey, if you're going to build your brand and you want to protect it, you should protect it anyway. Right. Um, if you're going to invest in these stickers, mm. because otherwise it's just an additional expense. Right. So I think the combination, the one, two that there's Amazon saying that if you can attach your brand, which is on the brand registry and they'll, they'll enforce it. And if you, um, buy these stickers, there's, there's really, yeah, there's, it, you're really putting up a serious wall for yeah. competitors. Yeah. And no, I think it's, I like it. it's beautiful. Yeah. No, that's, I, you a, know, that's I, a great thing. I, I haven't heard, I've heard some positive reviews on it. I think it's a, it's something in the works. And I think when I, you know, it, the, the trademark conference was in May, but, you know, I think the staff was still getting their arms around it. Hmm. Like, yeah, it, it's a brand new rollout for, for the company. Yeah, it's it's going to have some kinks, I'm sure. Right. But I mean, that's, you know, that's what they're doing, too. Like they, they understand what's happening and obviously they want to make it a great platform for both sellers and for you know, buyers, because I mean, obviously we're feeding them, you know, products and things that they can sell and they don't want, I mean, think about all the support tickets they're dealing with, with, you know, all of these claims of people, you know, hijacking and, you know, that's just a huge expense on their part with just support. So if they can fix that, I would think that that would cut down on all that and just make it a better place for businesses to do business versus someone coming in there and being able to just, you know, jump on your listing and, and really, there's nothing to prove that, you know, they're just, you know, they bought a whole bunch of your product and and now they're going to resell it. Like, there's nothing that's going to prevent that other than if we get brand registry, if we can lock our listing. To, I think that's that's how it should be. I think it should be when you, when we create a listing under our brand register or, you know, brand registry that we've basically went through all of the hoops and everything to get that, we should be able to say, we only um, want to allow ourselves or anybody that's approved to sell. And then it would basically be an approval that we would have to, so they would, the seller that has the product would have to submit it to us and we'd say, yeah, go ahead and sell it. But for the most part, unless they wholesale that we're not going to let them do that anyway. Right. That's the best way I think. Yeah. And the nice thing is it's, it's very complicated for a larger company like Revlon to sure. create those types of, of agreements or those types of um, situations. Cause they have an established brand when you're starting out, this is the best time to think this out because mm. it's all really cheap prophylactic 
stuff. Mm. Um, to build out your brand and really kind of make a big deal about what you have in a brand when you're just starting the brand is much easier than when you have an established band brand and you're backtracking. Yeah, no, I, I like it's it. It's cheap. It's in fact, it's we have a comprehensive package and it's included in that package when wow. we file the trademark for you. Wow, that's awesome. Cool. All right. What else did you want to um, discuss here before we wrap up here? I know we wanted to try to keep this to 30. I know we're already over that, but I we, sure. we, had, a, we had a lot to talk about. But is there anything else you wanted to cover before we wrap up? Um, just some other, because I do a lot of, again, strategy. Sure. There's, there's some other things that um, Amazon sellers should look at, including um, a very cheap form of protection is, again, your logo and your packaging. Mm. You can copyright that um, file for a federal copyright protection for like $35. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And, and that gets you the same ticket to federal court if you find an infringer. Mm -hmm. So not only protect your brand and your brand identity through trademark, which provides excellent um, brand protection, but also protect your artwork um, and your the originality of your packaging through copyright. Mm. The third thing is to look internally at your organization and say, hey, what am I doing in this product line that is um, proprietary and secret mm. and work with your staff and your vendors, meaning your manufacturers and, and um, marketing department on making sure that that's adequately protected through having people sign a proprietary rights or trade secret agreement. And that's crucially important when it comes to, to selling the company because the pirating might not happen outside. It mm. might happen inside. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's true. Um, it, it is hard, um, when you are dealing with, especially, you know, you're, you're dealing with, you know, manufacturers that are manufacturing for a lot of companies, unless you have a certain mold or a certain, you know, a certain design that they've created for you. Um, it, it's hard to get that agreement, especially if they're, you know, if they're in China, if they're in China, because, you know, they're a manufacturer that wants to basically do volume. So that's what I've found firsthand. It's it's a difficult thing, but it's definitely something worth doing. Um, and at least reaching out to your manufacturer and trying to come up with some type of agreement that they would sign at least to get something. But um, yeah, unless there's something that's totally proprietary and then to protect that, it's a whole nother game. Um, but I think like you were kind of saying before, I think just building your brand and yes, creating the uniqueness around the brand and and really what your company stands for, but also you know what it what it specializes in. And I think I've I've said that time and time again, but I'm gonna say it again. I think when you specialize in a market, it doesn't matter even if that same product could be sold in another market. If you specialize, it will allow you to to again be you know the brand that is leading the market you know with that product. You know, I've used an example like with bungee cords, right? If I have bungee cords, I mean, you could sell them across multiple different marketplaces. But if I created bungee cords that were specifically for kayakers, right, to tie down a kayak, and it was especially designed one for that, yeah, it could be used for other things, but it's it's designed for them. Um, so I I think that uh, you know it's it's something that's worth doing when you're building the brand and, and strategically, like you said. Yeah, and I think we we've, we've had recently had two trademark filings on that very point. It's very difficult for an entrepreneur to not think that, you know, to limit their their brand into a specific like we're going to do this because the world is your opportunity. Sure. But I, I agree with you. Brand focus is really crucially important. And we help with that when we're writing 
the trademark application because again we want to maximize the filing and ma- and boost up the potential of the brand cool all right. This has been great. A lot of great information. And I love it that you were at a conference talking to Amazon people and, and kind of this transparency program, which I think is cool. So I appreciate you sharing all that stuff. Um, how can people get a hold of you and your company and uh, and get a, a 10 minute consult if uh, if they want to know where they are as far as trademark and all that stuff? Sure. The easiest thing, number one, we are, are willing to talk to anyone about about this concept and also do free knockout searches. Um, so please don't hesitate and think, oh my God, this guy's on the clock. Um, we have a substantive trademark package that we offer our clients, but you have to you know, make sure that that's the right thing for you. And we're glad to get to see where your brand is. So um, if you contact us at one eight 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 emerge E-M-E-R-G-E zero, or at S-W-E-I-G-L-E-R, at emerge, E-M-E-R-G-E, console.com. And also we're going to have a, um, we're doing a series of how-tos and trademark on our Total TM um, trademark um, podcast. Oh, cool. Which we'll share with you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And what I'll do is I'll link everything up in the show notes because I know a lot of times people are either driving or they're running. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll drop these in the show notes, all the links. And if there's anything else in the meantime that we need to add, Steve, we'll go ahead and we'll do that for everyone. I think this is a really important topic and it's not sexy, but it's really sexy if um, you're going through it and you want to get it fixed. So it's going to be top of mind. <laughs> well, I, what Katie and I were saying is we were as we were preparing for this, we're like, it's the interesting side of boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't think we wake up and we go, oh, let's talk about trademark. This is going to be so fun. But if, uh, if you do it and you don't have to go through this, or if you've went through it and now you want to prevent that, you can uh, rest assured and, and feel more confident your brand moving forward and knowing also, like you said, and I want to stress that is that when you're doing these you know, these precautionary things as well, you're putting things in place that are also assets in your business that when you do, if you ever do decide to sell, it will be more attractive to the buyer because you've went across, you know, you went across and did all of these different measures to help protect the brand. And actually you have something that is, you know, finalized in a sense where it's legit and and legal. And, um, and that just feels good to a buyer or to an investor. So just keep that stuff in mind. So Steve, I just want to say thanks once again, this has been awesome. I know I'll probably have questions and I know other people will probably have questions. So, um, I'll link everything up in the show notes. People can get a hold of you and, uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you. And uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch and I might have to have you come back on and give me some updates. Um, after you get done, uh, figuring out some more stuff. Uh, I know that you're always figuring out stuff because when you're dealing with client work, there's always something that pops up and you're like, wow, you know, like we got around this and here's how, well, maybe you can share that stuff with us in the future. Right. Keep your brand focused and protected. Great. Thanks a lot, Steve. Take care. All right. So there you have it. Another great conversation that I had with one of my new friends, uh, Steve. And uh, yeah, you can hear how you can learn so much just from a conversation. Imagine yourself being at an event of some kind or a networking party, whatever it is, and being able to have these types of conversations, to me, that's game changer stuff. Again, a little reminder, a little selfless plug here. If you are at all interested in hanging out with people like that and uh, you want to surround yourself with like-minded people, then I would definitely suggest checking out our Brand Accelerator Live, which is happening in 2019, September of 2019. I am fired up 
about that. And if you missed all of the details there, you're definitely going to want to go back and check out that episode. And that episode is 559. So theamazingseller.com forward slash 559. I had my good friend on Kevin Sanderson, which also, by the way, I met him at an event and one thing led to another. And now he is organizing this event and he is the brains behind the event. And he is helping me and my team make this a fantastic event that I'm super, super excited about. So if you are interested in grabbing tickets and discounted tickets, depending on when you're listening to this, then you're definitely going to want to head over to brandacceleratorlive.com or theamazingseller.com forward slash live. And you can get all the details there. Like I said, I am extremely fired up for this event. A little nervous, I'm not going to lie, but it's going to be amazing and I'm super excited. And that also brings me to another little reminder for you is that if you have not went through the free training PACE, the PACE method is your business on PACE. It's a good place to start. You can really evaluate where your brand is, or even, even if you're in the starting phases of your business, you're definitely going to want to check out the PACE method. And I broke that down myself and Chris Schaefer. We went through, we did five episodes of the podcast, and I also did four videos on YouTube outlining this exact method, but also the four pillars that every successful business is pretty much built on. And that is also what we're going to be expanding on at our live event, but also all of the training that I've been creating, all of the different things that I've been discussing all fall into one of these pillars in pace. So if you're listening, you're like, Scott, what the heck is pace? Um, go to the amazing forward slash pace, P-A-C-E, and that will give you all of the details. Like I said, this here is giving the exact four pillars that we believe build a successful brand. And everything that we look at, whether we're working with people in our inner circle and we're privately working with them in their businesses, we're overlaying this pace method. So extremely valuable, something you should be considering and you can be looking at on an ongoing basis, really, inside of your business. So definitely check out Pace, all right? So guys, the show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 561. Grab everything over there. Definitely go check out Steve's resources that he has linked up for us. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much gonna wrap it up, all right? So guys, remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.